October 15th, everyone. You are listening to Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we watch and discuss all the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Today is Treehouse of Horror number 15, and it is quite the pill to swallow. Much better than the last Treehouse of Horror overall. Well, um, yeah. yeah. Not, not one of the best ones, but considering what we just watched mm-hmm. right before this or what you listened to yesterday about trails of horror 14 massive improvement yeah definitely massive improvement the contracts finally got signed <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah before we get into the stories let's go into the intro bit of a weird intro um a very quick intro but they're starting to get a little more elaborate and it's essentially a sitcom starring Kang and Kodos. And it's that um, old-timey sitcom trope of the boss is coming over for dinner. We need everything to be perfect. And it turns out Kang and Kodos are cooking the Simpsons. Homer is eating himself. Marge and Maggie are pies. Bart is being fried in a frying pan. And he is asking, am I the only one who's in horrible pain? And Homer says, you're the only one who won't shut up about it. Uh, flash forward a bit to Kane Codus's boss is there eating dinner and he's talking about how it was a great dinner, which deserves a promotion at whatever job. Intergalactic Kane levels. Intergalactic levels. Thank you, Zach. And yeah, their boss talks about how it was such a great meal. He's about to burst and his stomach explodes open. Bart rides out the uh, stomach acid and realizes he doesn't have a family anymore but Kane and Kodos decide to adopt him and then we go into like a sitcom intro set to the music of the perfect strangers theme song <laughs> intertitle treehouse of horror 15 the, which is really what fucking... were the writers on <laughs> I, I enjoyed it ah the, I, I, I enjoyed it, but seriously, what was this? Uh, something. It, yeah, yeah, something. Let's go with Zach. Something. Different than what they were, you know, used to doing. Yeah. And then this is one of two King Kodos appearances. Three, if you count the very end. Yep. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, our first segment is the Ned Zone. David, well, this tell is us about the Ned Zone. Parody of the Dead Zone. Yep. Um, never watched Dead Zone. With uh, Christopher Walken? Yeah. It's a really good movie. Is it? Yeah, David Cronenberg directed it. It's one of the few Christopher Walken starring roles I can think of. Really? Yeah, and he's really good at it. It is a slow burn, a very slow burn, uh, but it's really good. Really well worth your time. Cool. Yeah, it's actually finally coming out on Blu-ray, but it's in a box set with a whole bunch of other Stephen King movies I already have. So I'm hoping, oh. they, I'm hoping they do a standalone release. Yeah. Because like, I just don't want to pay for a bunch of movies I already have. But that's besides the point right now. But yeah. Um, we start off with Homer trying to get his frisbee off the roof with a bowling ball. Which, mind you, I've watched a lot of episodes of The Simpsons. And this is probably one of the most stupidest things I've seen him do. 
because uh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they, they did make him kind of just a little extra stupid for this segment to work. Yeah, I, yeah, I see. you gotta do it. You say extra stupid, I say normal. <laughs> anyway, sure. Which I mean, he wasn't always this dumb. I mean, watch the earlier seasons. And yeah, it wasn't until like writers changed over like a couple times over where he became jerk ass Homer. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyway, he misses and hit, bounces off the chimney and hits Ned in the head, um, which should have killed him, but, you know, it's a cartoon. Um, we end up in the hospital. Ned's, I guess, had a concussion or whatever. Dr. Hibbert said, Ned, uh, that bowling ball uh, crushed the tumor in your head. <laughs> that would have killed you, so. That doesn't it sound scientifically life. accurate to no. me, but eh, we'll Cartoons. let it slide. It's The Simpsons. It's a yeah. Halloween special. It's the Simpsons. Yes, the Simpsons. Um, but yeah, um, it turns out that removing the tumor gave Ned special seeing into the future powers and foresees Dr. Hibbert falling and to his death, apparently. Um, in which case, Homer asks Dr. Hibbert to get his frisbee off the ledge because <laughs> he keeps losing his fucking frisbee. Dr. Hibbert reaches over and falls off the ledge and, you know, to his death. And Ned thinks it's a coincidence, but it turns out later on when he helps, I forget his name. Hans Molman. Hans Molman um, is, for some reason, hung up on a power line. Because teenagers threw his shoes over a power line with him still in them. Because <laughs> luck. Jesus. Poor guy. But anyway, um, he wiggles out. Ned catches him and... Um, foresees him getting torn up in pieces by um, alligators. Alligators. He gets startled, drops him in the sewer, and he gets chewed up by alligators. That's At that sucks. point, that was his fault, or essentially. Or as Hans put it, oh, no, oh dear, another setback. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hell of a setback. Exactly. So Permanent real, one. He realizes he can tell the, um, see the future. Uh, then he talks to Homer and lets Homer know, and Homer, you know, gets a light bulb and thinks that he can, you know, take advantage of that to make money. And Ned, I guess, touches Homer and foresees himself shooting Homer. And he decides to move away so he can avoid killing his best friend. In which case, yeah, Homer comes and taunts. And from Ned's point of view, Homer is his best friend. Yeah. That's... That's just sad. That's part. It is a very toxic relationship, I guess. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's a very toxic relationship. Especially yeah, as they, you know, Homer shows up and starts taunting him. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to shoot me. Or he asked uh, police Wiggum Chief for Wiggum. Chief Wiggum Yo, for Wiggum, his gun. Throw me your piece. Sure thing, sure citizen. <laughs> he is the worst cop. Oh, oh the absolute yeah. worst. Out of any kind of media, any show, movie, Wiggum is the worst cop ever. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. He, he really is. He's terrible. Anyway, go on. Jokes, though. Jokes. Uh, anyway, he continues to taunt Ned. He says, you couldn't shoot me even if you did it by accident. He starts whacking the fucking gun that's being pointed at him. Uh, Ned solves the problem by throwing the gun into a shredder. That's just, you know, weird and logic. He touches Homer again and predicts that, uh, or sees Homer putting, pushing the um, atomic... The quarter-struck button at the Yeah, the quarter-struck power button. Whoops. And blows up the town, and Ned realizes he fucked up. 
Yeah, he should have killed them. Yep. Because now he's going to kill the whole fucking town. And he tells Homer not to, or to stay away from the power plant. Homer is like, oh, it's Lenny's party. I'm going today. Because ice cream cake. Yeah, it's ice cream cake. We are at the power plant that goes there. I think Homer's eating some cake and ice cream in his little office. And Ned has the mic and he's begging Homer not to push the button. But it's interference, so it's making it seem like um, Ned's asking him to push it and kill everyone. Which, the only semi-smart thing Homer does in this episode is when Ned, through the interference, he's telling him don't push the quarter struck button, but because of the interference, it sounds like he's telling Homer push the quarter struck button, and Homer just kind of goes, okay. Like, he just, <laughs> he's just like, I don't know why you're asking me to do this, but okay. It's like that little moment of, I don't know, is the smartest Homer was in this segment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about that anyway he's taking his sweet time to push the button and ned for some reason finds another gun uh there's a sleeping security guard sleeping security guard pulls the gun out and shoots him and homer is ready to fall and and ned's like fall backwards for the love of god homer not on the fucking button obviously we already know what homer is gonna fucking do of course so he falls forward onto the uh machine and then uh, Ned, you know, sighs and it's like, thank God he didn't fall on the button. And Homer turns and almost hits the fucking button. And then his tongue falls off and presses the button. Ned's like, you stupid son of a... Boom. Boom. Yeah. It's funny. And then they're in heaven. Then then, Yeah, then they're they're in heaven and Marge and everyone's like, great job, Homer. Marge is like, I bet the only reason you blew up the town is to get out of cleaning the garage. Yeah, and apparently the garage made it to heaven. It's a joke. <laughs> a detached garage with wings and a harp and a halo. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. And yeah. then God comes in and tells Homer, you're finally going to get what's coming to you. You're Frisbee. Yeah. And then walks Homer to the buffet. Don't eat the green bean casserole. You're not the boss of me. And then we end episode. It was you fun. Know, it was light. I like it, but like I said, it's they made everybody else dumber than usual to make it work within seven minutes Mm. because that's probably my one big critique of it i think the one thing i will say though is and you brought this up in other episodes of treehouse was the ability to for a segment to have a beginning middle and end this one had a beginning middle and end yes um had a very clear and concise beginning middle and end so And, and was overall a good spoof of the dead zone I never seen um, it, so I I, I couldn't. Like tell it's you. very very truncated, and they change a lot of things to fit the world of The Simpsons. But basically, um, Chris, Christopher Walken plays a man named John Smith, and he gets into wow. a coma. Yeah, I know he's the literal everyman. <laughs> um, but okay. he's in a coma, wakes up after five years. His fiance has pretty much moved on. That sucks. Um, but much like you, how you see in here, if he touches somebody, he can see how they're going to die, or he can see their future. Mm. and so it's the majority of the movie is just him trying to get on with his life or adapting to his new life there are a few things that happen um, that I don't want to give away but ultimately where the story lands is there's a would-be presidential candidate played by Martin Sheen good god the man plays how many roles did he need to have to get ready for the West Wing 
Yeah. Um, there's a certain real life person that a lot of people compare Martin Sheen's character to, but we're not going to get into that on this recording. Fair enough. Um, but essentially, when he shakes Martin Sheen's hand, he sees that Martin Sheen is basically going to cause a whole all out nuclear war. And so it's pretty much Christopher Walken has to make the decision of is he going to let this happen or is he going to basically kill a presidential candidate? Mm. And there that leads to like the famous scene of him talking to his doctor and he's just like, if you had the ability to go back in time and kill Hitler when he was a kid, would you? Mm. And the doctor's like, I mean, I'm supposed to help people, so I probably would you'd never get away with it. And so it's that whole thing of if you knew you could stop all this death... Would you? Would you, even if you want to get away with it. The most fundamental uh, problem with time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I hear it's one of Stephen King's best books as well. Probably one of his best books. I'm going to take everybody's word for that. But I can say it is one of the best Stephen King movies. Fair enough. Cool. And it was also turned into a TV series on... Is there USA or TNT? USA. With uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Yep. And I, I think that went for like seven seasons. It went for a while. But it never got its ending. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Like I hear like, it, like I, I've never seen an episode of it. I do hear it started like the grumblings of Martin Sheen's character or who would have become Martin Sheen's character, but it never got to get Work. to the finish line yeah. so it's which that, that, that kind of sucks when like I mean, it's one thing if like there's a show that goes on for a season but just doesn't take and you don't get an ending it's that still sucks like firefly freaks and geeks alcatraz but then it's also you go on for seven years you've been around and then you don't get your ending yeah that, that like I, I, that that just kind of stings because then that's Everybody who watched this show stuck around for seven years. You have writers, you have directors, you have actors, and you don't even get an ending. Yeah, that kind of blows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this was this. This is a light, breezy, fun second. Yeah, nothing, nothing too overly complicated about yeah. this one. They, Enjoyed uh, it. They tend to get even. You know, this one, the last one, and even the one before then, like you know, elements of quality. You know, beside the fact, like most of them are getting more and more breezy and more and more. You know to the points and a little bit faster, you know, not as necessarily overly complex. It's things are getting, getting to the point faster. Yeah. Um, that sometimes could be good. So sometimes could be bad, but you know, it just depends on the quality of the writing. But I am noticing that things are getting a little bit more quicker paced, more to the point, breezier in general. Yeah. We are also kind of in the era of Trias of Horror episodes as a whole and with song and dance routines. Fair enough. <laughs> Which doesn't feel very Halloweeny to me. No, yeah, no. not really. Yeah. These last like two up, two or three episodes we watched have not very have, have not been very like Halloweeny. Yeah, like the, like remember like the golden age of the Treehouse of Horrors. It's yeah, like they would end, like the final segment would end with something that's just really out there or yeah. weird or memorable. Whereas this era kind of feels like we don't know how to end, so we're just going to do a song and dance routine. We're going to throw something at you. I yeah. hope it's there. Um, I don't mean to get ahead of ourselves talking about segment three when we're still talking about segment one. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so any, I'll get to it. <laughs> any other thoughts about Ned Zone before we move on? No. Eh, no. Not really. Uh, so, Zach, tell us about segment two, four beheadings and a funeral. It's essentially Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And with a little bit investigating of, the murder A little bit of, of From Hell in there as well. A little bit. From Hell? 
Uh, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the okay. You ever seen that movie? No. It, it's pretty good. Particularly so, the uh, Opium Dens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. The, uh, so, J- yeah. Jay Dipson investigator going after Jack the Ripper. Ooh. It's based on an Alan Moore graphic novel. That actually sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is essentially Sherlock Holmes meets Jack the Ripper with opium, apparently? I guess. I don't know. That's very big back then. Uh, I guess so. Anyways. Um, Chief Wiggum is a fucking... Uh, the Scottish police chief or whatever they call the, the Scotsman. Scottish, the, yeah. the, the, uh, Scot- Scotland Yard, whatever they yes, call it. I don't yes. know. Scotland I'm Yard, very yes. uncultured over there. So, But anyways... So yeah, woman gets murdered at the beginning by the Jack the Ripper or the Mutton Chop Massacre guy, as they call him in this. It's the Mutton Chop Killer. Mutton Chop Killer, sure. Uh, Lisa is Sherlock Holmes, and uh, Bart is the overly distracted Watson who just looks easily at something. impressed. Yeah, easily impressed Watson. Which... Who he sees a shiny doorknob. Ooh, shiny! <laughs> yep. But then later on, a footstool comes to life and literally just runs past him. And he doesn't bat a fucking eye. So inconsistencies. The um, uh, that is pretty much Zach though. Just ooh, shiny. Yeah. Ooh, shiny. Oh, uh, piece of yeah. Game. And then sharp. That's... Really, the gist of the episode. This one's very simple for the most part. Um, uh, it kind of like uh, the, the next big thing that happens is they're in the opium den. They think they've uh, found the killer. Of course, uh, Homer's dressed up as the guy who they think is the killer. Chief Wiggum catches him. Yada yada yada. Cool. Now Homer or the mutton chop killer is about to be executed, and another victim dies. Lisa does some little investigating and finds out that Chief Wiggum was actually the killer. And his motive behind it was he wanted to create a crime that Lisa could not solve. He tries to escape on a hot air balloon. Saturday morning cartoon excuse for a crime. Yeah, it was stupid. (laughs) But yeah, he tries to escape on a hot air balloon and then Kane and Kodos punch through the thing in a very steampunk UFO and just fly off. That was pretty cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was I like that cool. spaceship. Yeah. And then and then it turns out that Ralph is still in an opium dream. Oh yeah, and then you get some <laughs> weird Disney fucking hallucination shit with a flying bed and just we. The uh oh, that is fantastic. It's weird. Yeah. Not the worst episode. Far from the worst. Dude, let it go, bro. You're so... You're We're s- halfway through this. You're so fucking basic, I'm just bro. waiting for something to be worse than The Raven. I'm waiting for it. I want something to be worse than The Raven. I'm, s- I'm just surprised liar. that it set the bar so low at the beginning that nothing has surpassed it yet. That's We've had bad episodes, bad. but nothing as bad as the goddamn Raven. So that Frankenstein episode is not worse not than worse than the raven world. at least something I happened in that episode <laughs> nothing happened no. in the raven nothing it was the a24 was of a the re- simpsons episode it was a recycled whoa, idea no. whoa whoa don't don't say things you can't take back i will not take that back it is literally the a24 of simpsons episodes nothing happened but let's talk about the some things that happened in this segment yeah, let's let's not dwell on the past. Well, I mean, I told you what happened in this episode. At least something happened. Chief Wiggum flew in a hot air balloon. There was a steampunk UFO. People were stabbed in the tits, and sure, comic book guy dies and tries to get uh, in the elixir to life. An elixir for eternal life. Oh yeah, and it then it spills onto life. the footstool, who then talks, says, "I'm going to go to America and be in pictures." Yep, and you'll runs see. out the door past Bart and Lisa, and they don't even bad an eye the, like uh, you could have done something with that but they didn't yeah that it's it that just felt a... like such a throwaway thing that i just didn't even feel like it was worth talking about yeah yeah i guess it's that the uh i want to um, be in picture show like See? the right bart is, yeah. a, is easily amused by anything you have a living footstool 
just walking on by and not a, nobody bats it. Okay. All yeah, right. Cool. I will say this. That could have been an interesting opportunity for a running gag. You have and a poster and then and segment three with the with the stool on it. Yeah. No. 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 Not no. Well, I mean, that would have been cool. But like Bart get, being easily amused by things like that could have been way more of a running gag, and they did it once. Yeah. So it wasn't even like it, twice. Maybe twice. What was the? I don't even remember the test. I, I don't like. There was the doorknob. Then I can't remember what it was, but it was at least one other time, maybe two other times. It, it, but it was so uh, yeah. not noticeable; you don't even remember. Neither do I. The uh, so there is that. Yeah, and this one was. It's like uh, a Disney writer wrote yeah. this. Like I, I thought this one, this one was okay. Uh, the old timey designs were cool, so it had really good animation. They stuck to the voices quite yeah. well. Oh, did I was truly annoyed by their voices. It was very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> was that a compliment or a criticism? I have yes. No idea. <laughs> yes. Oh. Did they, did, I, I gotta say that the steampunk guy. Uh, did anybody understand? Cool. Yeah, I it was say, pretty did cool. Did anybody understand Marge when she was talking for a good portion? Because she, it was so heavy that I'm like, I know she's speaking, but what is she saying? It's funny though. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't like know. Austin Powers and like yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. The ones that sixes and sevens. Yeah, yeah, like, no, not. What's your opinion of Clockwork Orange? Not a fan. Eh. Oh, well, this has got awkward. The uh, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Um, the uh, dude, this it's a very overrated movie. <gasps> yeah. I agree. The the, the oh, oh! <laughs> another country heard from. The uh, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Wait, what? Don't waste your time. So, that one's say one of Kubrick's time, best movies. It's another movie that makes me hate milk more than I already hate milk. But they had milk in Star Wars. Yeah, but that was blue milk. Moving on. But the uh, milk and Clockwork Orange are like alcohol and or drugs in it. I don't give a shit. And why would you give a shit? I don't know. I'm just pointing something out. All right, fine. And anyway, um, the opium, uh, opium jokes. Opium? Opium jokes were actually pretty fucking funny in this. The, especially with Mr. Burns um, being like, being like, I wish I had that soil collection back so I can sell it again for more opium. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then and then Homer throwing all the opium uh, addicts at uh, at uh, Bart and Lisa was pretty. You have auto opium rules. <laughs> yeah, and then Mo was like, can you read the sign? No tossing addicts. Yes, the uh, it was pretty great. Um, apparently, that's a common problem. The uh, yeah, I mean, well. Fine. Dude, there's always a story to oh, every yeah, and the, the opium, And they ask Chief Wiggum why he's there when they catch him. He's like, opium's the only way I can get Ralphie to go to sleep. <laughs> I can make opium circles. The, uh, I think he called them opios. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They, uh, sure. The, uh, and, then he, and then you really find out what's going on in Ralphie's dreams yeah. a little bit later on. No <laughs> surprise there. Anyways. It was all right. Yeah. Yep. Some cool designs. Uh, any other thoughts on this segment before we move on? Nah. Mark. Take us out with In the Belly of the Boss. So, essentially, um, the Simpsons are at the mall, and the uh, the nerdy guy... Who I was Professor Frank. Professor Frank. Um, Nobody in this group seems to remember nope, his name. Nope, not at all. A uh, lot of these characters are very forgettable names. It's either the nerdy yeah. guy or the Jerry Lewis ripoff. Um, I just call him the nerdy guy. I don't remember Jerry Lewis well enough to make that reference. I do. Um, Gee, I wonder why. Jerry Lewis is Jewish, bro. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I just picture you watching ship in the 50s all the time going, those were the days. 60s. It was the Whatever. 60s. 50s, 60s. It's all the same to me. They, uh... uh it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's not. The, the Simpsons are walking through the mall in the, uh, the uh, Nerdy Jerry uh, Lewis ripoff. 
Frank. Uh, Dr. Frank. Um, Professor it, Frank. It, okay, who cares? He'll make uh, you laugh. He'll make you think. They, no, he uh, won't. <laughs> he did neither one of those things. Uh, so, uh, so he is developing a um, a pill, I guess, that can make you uh, live forever. And he also perfect ha- health. And perfect health. He has a, a shrink ray of where um, he can actually get to a gi- digestible format. So he um, uh, so he's about to do that. Maggie. Um, ends up getting inside of the actual pill and they shrink it, it down. does look like a ball pit. To a baby, it would look like a ball pit. Correct. So, and then um, Mr. Burns says, I will have it. Um, uh, and then uh, they shrink it down and he ends up digesting which, it with shrunken Maggie inside. Which, how does he swallow the pill, Mark? He has he that lizard tongue. a dragon or lizard tongue and just... Oh, yeah, that's which is completely fucking random. The, uh, but, okay, good on them, I guess. I guess, is that like a lizard people joke? Where he's like a high member of society and he's one of the lizard people. Maybe. It's just he's so old and evil. Sure. That That works too. Uh, Which we see how old some of his organs are later on. Yes, you do. Dr. Frank uh, ends up uh, developing some type of spaceship where the entire Simpsons family can get shrunken down and then go inside Mr. Burns. So they go inside Mr. Burns um, through his bloodstream, uh, through a nice little shot. And uh, Homer um, does not like science because uh, he's Homer. Uh, and they end up uh, rocket shipping through everything and they burst through an artery. Um, and how Mr. Burns isn't dead by the end of this is truly a miracle. The, um, <laughs> You're when not they're, wrong. When yeah. they're bouncing around, like, that was truly painful. Well, that hurt like hell. They, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and they finally find Maggie in the stomach. Um, uh, and then they figure out, oh, well, they they have, don't have enough fuel to get back. Which, uh, don't forget they did get lodged in his heart. Oh, yeah, that's his right. gross, disgusting-looking heart. Yes. Yeah. Heart. And for some reason, Marge has a has a sexy um, swimming costume. More on that later. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, uh, no, like, I, I, I know what this is referencing, so more on that later once you're done. I think I know what you mean. I think I also know what it's Me too. referencing as well. So, um, so they uh, they end up figuring out that they have no fuel left um, and they have to no, leave. No, they don't have enough power to take, keep going to, with the extra weight. Yeah, uh, so they have to leave a person behind. Obviously, Homer gets voted to stay behind. Um, uh, immediately, he doesn't regret his decision because there's a giant marshmallow that I, at some point Mr. Uh, Mr. Burns ate. I, I don't know what Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> um, and then Homer begins to eat it. Um, and then they all get back, and then uh, Dr. Frank says, hey, maybe there's enough time to get it, and then there isn't enough time. Nope. And then they become, you know, and he basically grows to full size inside of Mr. Burns, and then they become, like, you know, uh, one know, a hermaphrodite blob of some kind. Uh, so, uh, and, then the, and then the next scene is them out to dinner, where um, uh, where Mr. Burns gets offered a piece of dessert, a piece of cake of some time, and he says, I know I'm full, and then Homer says, no, I'm the one who's in charge, I will kick you in your balls from the inside. Oh, fucking shit. Which is a threat that I think that Zach would, uh, would it was not going to use in the future, um, uh, because that's that's definitely up his alley. So no, anyway. would be stab you? The, uh, from the inside. Um, uh, so anyway, um, he begins to try to eat the cake, but he has no hole to eat it. And he also mentioned that he needs some additional <laughs> holes. And then in true random fashion, um, they all burst into the worst rendition of, um, I'm under your skin, which really bothered me. Um, Why? Yeah. 
because I'm a fucking Italian and I'm a massive Sinatra fan, and that's a horrible fucking cover of that song. Really? Shut the hell up, Zach. Mark really likes his Pat Boone songs. Yeah, the, he uh, really does. Yes, that's kind of true. But yes. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, Imagine it's kind of annoying when he but, did but, like, the, but the song and dance seemed completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, Just, again, a horrible rendition of that yeah. song. The, Everything uh, else, though, about this segment kind of worked for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a cool segment. It was, it was all right. right. A lot of good stuff going on there. That's I mean, right. you know, it's based on a bunch of different movies that that's concept's been done. Yeah. This concept has been done a lot, but this one specifically after the 1966 movie Fantastic Voyage, yeah, which was actually one of my favorite movies as a kid. I actually just bought the Blu-ray of it and haven't watched it yet since buying it. But it is it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, it actually won two Oscars back in the day for production design and visual effects. And it is about this, um, uh, it takes place during the Cold War, and there's a spy who gets injured and gets a brain clot, essentially, mm. due to a head injury. And he has super important information. Um, and so because of where the blood clot is, they need to shrink down a team of scientists to go into his body and basically destroy the brain clot, uh, the blood clot in his brain with the laser. Cool. And so they're kind of going through his veins and everything, different parts of his body. They make it to his brain. There is a part where they are in his heart at one point. It is a very unique looking movie. Entirely scientifically accurate. Pseudoscience. Yeah, gotta take some stretch, some uh, suspension of disbelief on some parts. Fair enough. Um, but it is a very good science fiction story. The um, submarine that the Simpsons are in in this episode is directly based, is the design from the movie. Okay. And the white suits are also from the movie. Um, this was also one of the star making roles for Raquel Welch. Ah. And so that's kind of where the revealing suit comes from, from Marge. But she did not have a revealing suit in the movie. Um, but what I think that was, there are two things that that, well, there are two different parts in this Simpsons episode that are referencing two different things. Well, actually, there's one part that makes two different references. The revealing suit for Marge, that's nothing. But um, there's a part in the Simpsons episode where white blood cells are eating her suit. And she's like, well, they definitely know where to stop. Well, the way that her Eaton suit looks like, it looks like the um, costume that Raquel Welch had in One Million Years B.C., mm. which, oh, yeah. yeah, which um, you probably haven't seen the movie, but you've definitely, if you've seen the I've Shawshank seen the, Redemption, you've yeah, seen yeah, 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 that I've seen picture. The, yeah, I've seen the picture. Um, and then also, that could be a reference to something that happened on the set of Fantastic Voyage, where there is a scene where Raquel Welch's character gets basically covered in antibodies or something like that and she gets back in the submarine and everybody else in the scientists in the science crew on the submarine are male and during one take it's they're all grabbing antibodies off off of her but none of them are taking the ones that are attached to her tits off like they're all (laughs) specifically avoiding that and the director's like, this looks weird that nobody's helping her, even though she has antibodies on that part of her body. And so because he didn't give one person that specific direction, in the next take, every oh, God. actor goes 
her boobs. Whoops. All at once. And so then the director just had to assign a certain body part to each of them because they were apparently children about it. Somebody had to be on booby duty. (laughs) Pretty much. The uh, booby duty and then booty duty. But yeah, it's, I do remember it being a good movie. I do remember it being a fun movie. Um, it's also spoofed in the season six finale of Archer, which the ending of that one also never fails to make me laugh. Oh, God, I love that fucking show. Uh, did you ever see that episode? The, I believe I remember which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah just the, the, the ending just never fails to uh, crack me up. The, well, yeah, especially all, well, I mean, almost all of his one last lines before the episode ends are always, usually always the fucking best. Yeah, I, I really liked this song. Other than, like, the, the song at the end, it, I, I really liked this one. It had, I think, the funniest moments of the episode. It had the grossest moments of the episode. Uh, it was a really good way of bringing Fantastic Voyage into The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only other thing I have to say, the only other criticism I have, other than the song at the end, is it's not horror. It's definitely science fiction. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, but they, they definitely take so good is good. I think we've all come to the conclusion that they take liberties with the treehouse of horror yeah. name. They um uh, they've Probably. done it on multiple different occasions where they don't do straight up horror mm-hmm. stuff. They, yeah, they, which they, this and this one, the closest thing I got, I think, is the Ned Zone. Yeah, because the second segment is mystery. It's, it does have some killings in it, so okay, so it's that's it kind more, of a stretch. It's but. definitely more on. It's definitely more than the than the Fantastic Voyage one. Yeah, yeah. and it's they have gotten away from the David Merkin years of seasons five and six, where he believed that Trials of Horror should be both creepy and funny. We're kind of in an era where they're just like it's just going to be funny. Fair enough. The, um, and I think I like that era, you know, I like that concept better, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Of being completely comedic or a mix? Um, I mean, yeah, I, d- I definitely like the mix, but I, I definitely, if I had to take a pick, I wanted to lean a little bit more comedic than horror. Okay. But that's just me. The, um, uh, but yeah, personally, I like the mix because I think the mix has a lot more opportunities for everything, animation and all that. Oh, well, that's true yeah. too. The um, uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, overall is a pretty good episode. It's just you know the fucking last song and dance number yeah. is just yeah. it's so. This is also stupid. the um, like second time where like Mr. Burns and Homer are kind of apart. Yeah, yeah, apart of each other. Which I think it, it worked a little better on this one. Yeah, it? it actually did. The um, it did work better on this one. Yeah, yeah, it had a, a few more jokes, and also too, it, it wasn't the whole episode. You and, know, and Homer looked gross. Yes. Yeah, he didn't look within the skin. He looked like a blob. Like yeah. you know, that wasn't the the point of that that last episode where they're connected. That was the point of the episode. That yeah. wasn't the point of this episode. Like nah. it was just one last thing towards the end. Yeah. So they didn't build the entire plot around it. So that's definitely something to consider. Yeah. Any other thoughts about in the belly of the boss before we head into our wrap up? Yep. Nope. Nope. Not really. Ready to go for wrap up? All right. A uh, funniest moment. Yeah, I don't know. I'm having, I'm having actually Nothing sticks out. I think for me, it's just um, Ralph just smoking opium. Yeah, that's just pretty casually great. in the bar. Sure. For me, it's Homer expanding inside Mr. Burns' body. Um, I, I think that's funny, especially with the buildup of Frank is saying there is a small chance we can still rescue Homer. 
correction, zero chance. Freak out, just runs away. No, no, uh, hey, hey, citizen. Um, uh, oh, yeah, oh, hey, yeah. citizen's my my favorite. Yeah, the, I, cha- I changed mine to that. The um, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, Wiggum, can I get your gun? Of course, mm-hmm. citizen. The, or the uh, threat of kicking Mr. Burns in the nuts from the inside. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I do think this was a funny episode, but like Zach said, none of the jokes... There, there, was, there wasn't that one joke that just stands and towers above the rest of them. And that's a yeah. little concerning because that's yeah. two episodes in a row where there, where there wasn't one... But laugh. at least this one had laughs. It had laughs yeah. for sure, but like... We but, know we, we heard each other yeah. laugh during this one. It's yeah. just... It's, but their jokes are like okay, they're right they're now. they're funny, but there wasn't that one that we're gonna be quoting. Yeah, and and that's and that's a little disappointing because that's because up until this point, that's been a pretty, pretty strong consistency, of having like that one joke that even Zach, who's not the biggest Simpsons fan in the world, even he's like, yeah, that was that was fucking funny. Yeah, the um, uh, you know, the. Uh, it's actually kind of nice. Harshest critic and the, the biggest defender. Yeah, I like it. And then in between. Yeah. Uh, Zach, did you have a funniest moment? Nah. I'm just going gonna, gonna to go with David's. All right. Uh, Which one? Yeah. The bed flying off into the fucking sky. Just like, that was stupid, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, creepiest, scariest, or what I think is probably the more appropriate for this episode, grossest moment. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of body stuff in the uh, in Mr. Burns. The the heart was kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm yeah, for me, it's between the heart or when Homer just outright just reached into Mr. Burns' throat. Okay, that one for me. And he grabs something of out of him. Like, yeah. Considering how much I've seen, oh, uh, seen of that over the last couple no, days. No, there's just something <laughs> about this time. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Me and Brandon Bolter's like, ugh. It's between those two moments. Uh, least favorite segment. I'm gonna go with two, just by default. What the hell happened in part one? Yeah, again? part one was Ned Zone. Ned kills Homer, and I'm Homer gonna go with one. Time. It was just meh. Fuck you. I'm gonna go with number two. I'm also gonna go number two, even though I think that one had some good animation in it, and even though I do have those character issues with the first segment. When I'm just kind of going through my Simpsons binges, and I get to this episode, it's like, I always remember Ned Zone. I always remember In the Belly of the Boss. I always forget that the uh, four beheadings and a funeral is a part of this trio. But yeah, I, I, I do still like it. But it is, like I've always said, there are only three per episode. One's got to come out on bottom. Always. Yeah. Always, always, always. Uh, favorite segment? Three. One for me. I'm going to go with one. Yeah, two. Wow. Wow. So we're kind of split on this one. So yeah, that is Treehouse of Horror 15. Um, any final thoughts about the episode as a whole before we conclude here? It's better than the last one. It is better than Treehouse 14. Yes, I agree. Yeah, this one had better animation. It had jokes. That worked. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh yeah, no, 14 had jokes. Okay. They just weren't funny. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, and the worst this one got was okay, as opposed to Trails 14, where the worst that one got was, I hate this. Uh, it'll be interesting to actually go back when we're finished with all of these Trials of Horror episodes, and I kind of, and I'm glad we're going through all of them, because it's a good way for me to take stock of what are my favorite segments, or my least favorite segments. Mm-hmm. 
but I know Frankenstein will probably be in my bottom five when this is all said and done. There must that's, be something. Yeah. There must be something bad coming, man. Because if that's if that's in your bottom five and not your bottom, not your bottom one or two, that means there's some bullshit on, on the way. Mm-hmm. They uh, yeah, like I mean, and who knows? There might be some I'm forgetting about, so it could turn out to be like six or seven, but. Whenever, but if you just ask me, Brandon, what are your least favorite treehouse segments, and I don't have time to look up an episode guide, like I have to go purely by instinct, this is this has always been one of the first ones to jump to my mind. Fair enough. Or Frankenstein has always been one of the first ones to jump to my mind. Okay then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Midwest Horror Network's October 2020 special, where we go through the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Be sure to listen to our regular podcast, The Nightmare Podcast, which you can listen to on YouTube, Spotify, or Anchor. And be sure to like and subscribe. And check us out at Midwest Horror Network on all of our social media, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Slasher. Thank you very much, as always. Uh, tell all your aunts, brothers, sisters, uncles, best friends, neighbors all about our channel. We appreciate y'all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Happy October 15th.